This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Oh, sorry, I was over at the fireplace just poking it a little bit. You know, it usually doesn't run. It it usually doesn't run for two episodes in a row. So yeah, I gotta make sure I do some maintenance to it. We're kicking around Super Wild Card Weekend here on the Fireside Friday. It's the Steelers Standard, of course, and we did the NFC three matchups for Saturday, Sunday, and the Monday night game in our first episode. So naturally, you turn your attention now to the AFC side of things, and that kicks off on Saturday night football. Mm -hmm. Chargers at Jacksonville Jaguars. Surprise team of the year in the NFL for sure. Jacksonville, how could you Uh, say otherwise? I mean, relatively. From the first overall pick to the division champs. I would would say, like, you could say – Seattle was a surprise. Yeah, and then like the Eagles, you didn't expect them to make I mean, that jump. Good. Yeah, right. But I, I, I do like the the Giants were a I surprise. I do like the the Jaguars had the first overall pick in back to back years. I like I like the worst it. to first kind of thing. You yeah, know? right. Bottom of the not only I mean, the bottom Eagles, of the South, but the bottom, Eagles were a playoff team. Yeah, last exactly. Year. Uh, bottom of the South last year, bottom of the league in general. Now top of the South and a seventh seed in the AFC and. I know they're nine and eight, but this is a better team than that nine and eight record would say. You know, we in Pittsburgh have spent the past week really crediting Tomlin for having the team have the buy-in um, to stay competitive after a two and six start. Don't get on me, Steelers Nation, but Tomlin's been around the block for sixteen years now, and has a lot of veterans in that room. I know it's a young team, but he still has Cam in that room. TJ's been around Tomlin for a while now. Guys that get the standard of Tomlin, and and it's not, you know, it's impressive, but it's not as impressive as rallying a 2-6 mm-hmm. and six team that you're a first-year head coach for, right. and they were so bad last year and all oh, the years before horrible. that that the standard for them is 2-6 and six and just riding that out to the end of the season. For him to get them to 4-8, and eight, and then nine and eight by winning five straight down the stretch, that's really damn impressive as a guy who just walked into those facility doors about 365 days ago. Absolutely. I mean, I think we've said it so many times, Sam, that we believe in our hearts that Peterson is deserving of that Coach, Coach of, of the, the Year award. And it's a shame because, I mean, it makes sense. The New York is always going to have a, a brighter spotlight shine on it than a team from Jacksonville in the swamp. But I am far more impressed with the job that Peterson did in Jacksonville than I am with the, the, the coaching job that Dable did in New York for many reasons. But one that sticks out to me is, yes, Dable was our kind of fan favorite early on. But how did the Giants end the season compared to how the Jaguars ended the season? Right, the Jaguars ended on a five-game winning streak. The Giants won two games down the stretch, tied a third, tied with the Commanders, beat the Commanders when they really shouldn't have, only did so because of they got lucky with the refs. And the only other team they beat was the Indianapolis Colts, coached by Jeff Saturday. So I wasn't very impressed with the job that Dable did down the stretch. Peterson saw an opportunity to take advantage of a weak division, rallied his team, Got them five wins in a row. Got the best out of Trevor Lawrence, too, when you think about it. I I just, I'm not saying the Jaguars should be Super Bowl favorites now or even next year, but that is certainly a team 
on the up and ups. Yeah, no question about it. They have a very bright future, and they play in a division that looks like all the other teams are on the way down. Houston, that one wild card depends on what happens with mm-hmm. them. They're going to get one of the quarterbacks, probably. Who uh, someone's going to trade up with Chicago, maybe take Bryce Young. So C.J. Stroud's a Houston Texan. Uh, they're going to get one of the quarterbacks mm-hmm. in this draft class. So. I guess you could say that they're the second closest team to the Jags now just because of that, that they might get their guy, their, their Trevor Lawrence. But Titans, Texans, and Colts are not trending in the direction even no. remotely like the Jaguars. No, are. they're all – I mean, the Colts have to reset entirely with a quarterback and a coach. Again, again. again. The Texans will have to reset entirely with a quarterback and a coach. Again. Even though I don't think Lovey Smith deserved to go. No. And the Titans, I have no I mean, they have a coach, but I have no idea where that team is going. I mean, they have nothing. The quarterback, again, quarterback, they got no idea there. They wasted, a pick, the on, they wasted a pick on Malik Willis. I think Tannehill's done. Done. Bad, bad yeah. injury year for him. Right. And now he's going to be 36 years old. So Derrick Henry's getting older, too. Yeah, the window's closed for that Titans team now. Yeah, so, I really think so. And the Jags window is as open as you possibly the, right. The Jags they, window is like one of those bay windows where you open both doors. French to them. French door. Yes, yeah, windows. Like that's yeah. exactly where the Jags uh, are. They brought in a Super Bowl winning coach, and in his first season, took him to the playoffs. They have a quarterback who is going to be entering his third year in the league next year, and showing signs of growth, showing signs of maturation. How could you not say the Jaguars? That's that's their division to lose for the foreseeable future, unless the quarterback the Colts, Titans, or, or Texans pick up, possibly in this year's draft, is the next Trevor Lawrence himself. And then, no matter what else is happening, at least they have a quarterback. With this game specifically, though, hosting the Chargers in Jacksonville, first of all, it's a West Coast team having to go to the East Coast. Right? Now it is a playoff game, and it's a night game, so you know you. So you're adjusted. Yeah, yeah, you're well adjusted. But. That's a tough place. The swamp of Jacksonville, Jacksonville is a man, very tough it gets place to play. Even if you're the Steelers and you only have to fly, what, like three hours to get there, it's just a tough place to go and play. Yeah. And I don't think there will be many Chargers fans in the house. No, they, I they mean, don't fill their I own think, home didn't, stadium. Didn't whenever Tim they Ben play. say this on Countdown to Kickoff this past week that if the game was played in LA, it's possible that there'd be more Jags fans, fans in the stands, yeah. And the Jags fans are excited in Jacksonville, so they're going to show yeah, up right. to the stadium and be loud. Just like the Titans game, I thought it was a really good atmosphere in Jacksonville for that one. More of the I same. I mean, that that was essentially a preview to what you're going to see on Saturday night. The Chargers are a better team right now, but I think there's a huge mismatch in the coaching. Stuff. Yeah, like, Brandon Staley versus Peterson. Peterson. Peterson's going to coach circles around this guy. You know, both teams have very minimal – I don't want to say zero because you got guys that come in as free agents, but as far as wearing these helmets are concerned, these are this is uncharted teams, territory yeah. for them, except for the guy who wears the visor on the sidelines for the Jaguars. And, and not the guy only who has, has the played, ear of the entire right, team. Not only has played in playoff – or coached in playoff games, but won the biggest one. Yes, yeah, exactly, and played in playoff games as a player as well sure, as a yeah, backup a quarterback. Like he's been around the block in both aspects, and especially in that coaching. You know, he's going to be up front in team meetings this year, and he's a voice that you can trust when he says things like, "Okay, this time of the year is different," or "This is what you have to do in the playoffs." Whereas Staley says that stuff, and you buy into it because you are a playoff team if you're the Chargers, and you buy into your coach, but. 
there's nothing really tangible that you can back that up with, with what he's saying. He hasn't done that before. Is this his first playoff game ever? Allow me to apologize to Justin Herbert. Because for the first few years of his career, I think I was unfairly critical of him. I think now it's obvious the criticism in L.A. should be pointed to Brandon Staley and not Justin Herbert. Yeah, I worry that is this a... Um, you have to make the playoffs if you have Herbert every year. Every year that has to be. So the okay. So but is this a bad thing for the Chargers? Like if they win this playoff game and then they lose to say the Chiefs in the next round, like then you go into another year with Brandon Staley as your head coach. Obviously, hell, even if they lose to the Jaguars, I think you still roll in as Brandon Staley as your head coach. Like, I don't know. They might be just good enough where he never gets mm-hmm. fired, and the thing holding them back from not being better than just good enough is the head coach that never gets fired. Like, they could get stuck in a purgatory state here, I think. Well, that's – so I think it's – you're saying, could it be a good thing if they lose this game and just and just say, we have one win in three years with Justin Herbert at, quor- at quarterback. We know he's talented, so what could the issue possibly be? We went out and we signed – Staley was a defensive guy, so we went out and we loaded up our defense with really high-priced talent in this offseason, and they're still not that great of a defensive mm-hmm. unit. Like, Yeah, I mean, J.C. Jackson, a disappointment. He got hurt, though. I mean, yeah. that's tough for them. But they, they have they have a Bosa brother. They have Derwin James, who's been healthy for the majority of the season. Um, they are a good team on paper on both sides of the football. And they should be better than ten and seven. Eckler is scoring eighteen touchdowns every year. Yeah, he can't. Sc- he's not a good rushing threat this year. No, though. but he's still involved. He's, he's going. I think someone said he's on pace to break the record for most catches by a running back, and possibly most reception yards by a running back. Now, I do, I just think the Chargers are better, and I do think they'll probably win this game. But I think the spread's really accurate to how I feel. Chargers minus it's close. one and a half. It's yeah. going to be a really close game. It's going to be tough. And I'll say this again. If the Jags come out early and they have a successful drive with points early, they start to feel themselves a little bit. They start to recognize we do belong here. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's such a great thing about what's going for them with this matchup if you're Jacksonville. That other sideline is dealing with the exact same things. Do Bad we belong idea. here? Is but, the moment too big? We've never been here before. But it's so much it's so much more advantageous for the Jaguars to have that feeling because they're home. The Charger well, not only that, the Chargers have had that feeling since Justin Herbert came into the league, right? They've barely missed out on the playoffs two years before making it finally this year. That's a good point. This year they make it and it's like, oh, what took you so long? This year for the Jags, they make it and it's like this is ahead of schedule. We this didn't expect to be way here ahead now. of schedule. Again, back to back years with the number one overall pick. That means back to back years at you were the worst team in football. And after those two consecutive years, you jump all the way up to a playoff team, to the four seed in your conference. So I, I, I understand the point you're trying to make, but I think that it, both teams feel that way. And the Jaguars have the advantage in the fact that no one expected them to be here, whereas the rest of the league was just saying, come on, L.A., come on, Chargers. Like, we're waiting for you. The door's open. Why aren't you coming in? So I think the Jaguars have that edge of playing with a lot less to prove. Right, I agree with that, and that makes them dangerous. I think I agree. Yeah, but I, I there's a lot of me. There's a lot of aspects to this matchup that have me leaning towards Jacksonville. You don't know about Herbert though, and is this just like is, uh, is he? A, what if he's a playoff? Can guy? he be like, a what playoff, if he's a playoff demon, dude? Right. Like what if he just is going to put we'll up see. numbers in the yeah, playoffs? We'll right, but he has the potential to do that for sure. For sure, Lawrence kind of does too, though. That's right. what's that's what makes this. It's it's a great quarterback this is the best matchup. AFC matchup and Super Wild Card weekend. 
because of all the injuries on the Tom, other Tom, I side. think it's the best quarterback matchup we have uh, on week one on, on wildcard weekend because it's not Purdy it's versus not Smith. Purdy Smith. It's not uh, Skyler, Skyler Thompson and Josh, and Josh Allen. Allen. It's not Danny Dimes and Kirk. It's not Anthony Brown, Anthony maybe. Brown, right? And it's not Dak and, and a 45-year-old Tom Brady. That's probably number two. Dak and Tom Brady is probably. Yeah. But yeah, Herbert and Lawrence, that should be a fireworks show, and I'm excited for that Saturday night game. On Sunday at 1 o'clock, the rest of the AFC plays on Sunday, 1 p.m. on CBS, it's the Dolphins and the Bills. This would be such a fun matchup if Tua was healthy mm-hmm. and playing. It would be even a it little bit more. It was a fun more... matchup the first time that he played in was healthy in Buffalo. It would be even a little bit more. It would be even a little bit more fun if it was uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I think, playing in this game. Yeah, but just someone better than Skyler Thompson. Here's one thing that the Dolphins did really wrong, though, this year, and they need to address this going into next season. You have clearly an injury-prone starting quarterback now. He is a concussion waiting to happen. You can clarify. You can classify him as that. I mean, yeah. He's been out for so long with this concussion. It's clearly right. a problem. You backed him up with another extremely injury-prone <laughs> quarterback. When does Teddy yeah. Bridgewater not gotten hurt during a season? Almost every year of his career. Exactly. And I get he's from Miami. He's always wanted to play for the Dolphins. And when healthy, he is a good backup quarterback. We saw that when he came in for Drew Brees for the Saints a couple years ago, and they went like 6-0 and with him. And he's a good quarterback as a backup, but he always gets freaking hurt. Next year, the Dolphins need to go out and recognize that Tua gets hurt a lot. Our backup quarterback needs to be someone that's never getting hurt, almost always there. Yeah, you need to just have a guy that you can say, we don't want to go to you because we'd rather have our starter play, but at least we know you'll be available to us if we have have to. to. So that next year, if this happens again on Super Wild Card Weekend, we're playing a legit number two and not Mm -hmm. Skylar Thompson, the rookie out of Kansas State. Yeah, I mean— that's a could, pretty bad a, roster construction move. Could a Mason there. Rudolph be headed to Miami? I would I would welcome that with open arms if it was Miami. If you're the Dolphins. He never, he, I mean, he has had some injury problems, but not to the degree of Teddy no, Bridgewater. not even close. It's just disappointing because I would have loved to seen a rubber match between these two teams at, at full health. Uh, Bills are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite yeah. right now, and, and yeah, I, it looks I, like I, I think they can way. win by 20-plus points yeah. in this game. It's They've got so much momentum with DeMar. Like, Think about it this way: Demar was released from the Buffalo hospital a few days ago. He he could be he's gonna at walk the in game. midfield. He's well, gonna I, I think he is, or we get wheeled out to midfield or something, or just like and in like a box. There. Yeah, he's and gonna he'll be, be on there. the jumbotron. I expect and he'll to wave be there. to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Please turn your attention to the middle of the field or to the press box where Demar or to Hamlet. the big screen where you can see him. Yeah, that's gonna happen, and that's gonna fire that place up. And oh that's a God. place that doesn't need any extra. They're already no, the toughest place to play in the NFL. Even tougher now. They ain't going to lose that game. No. And, again, the Dolphins just – they can't keep up with a team like the Bills if Skylar Thompson's going to be your quarterback. And I think that the NFL expects that to happen, and that's why they put it at the 1 o'clock slot on Sunday. Oh, if the Steelers were the team that got in and played the Bills, that's uh, Sunday, night Sunday night football night game. for sure. Because you're not going to put Steelers at Bills over Anthony Brown – at Cincinnati, even if it was Lamar healthy, I bet they picked. Oh, I don't bills. know. If it's Lamar healthy, then you got to put Lamar. You're in, underestimating in that logo. They love those three so? diamonds yeah. on the side of the helmet, especially if they're playing a top dog like the Bills. It's the same thing that happened last year. Top dog like the Chiefs, the two seed. They love that. Steeler Were they helmet. the Saturday night or the Sunday, Sunday night, night game? football? Wow, how about yeah. That? So it's the Steelers, man. I mean, yeah. People outside of Pittsburgh hate us for saying this, but it's true. It's our, true our brand yeah. is better than everybody mm-hmm. else, and that that's why the Steelers-Ravens game week 17 was Sunday night football. Right. 
that game could have been a uh, the Steelers could have been eliminated yeah. by the time that rolled around. Mm-hmm. But that brand just carries so much weight. Uh, that yeah, but the, they hide the Dolphins game at one o'clock in the afternoon because they're just going to get smoked. The Bills are seven and one at home. Their only loss at home was that weird game against the Minnesota Vikings. Right, right, it was right. Their only home loss this mm-hmm. year. Very How fluky. Yeah. Very fluky. As well, it was a great loss. game, but um, fluky that it came against the Vikings, who are a fluky team in themselves. But I, I just like I think that's the best home field advantage you have in football right now. Yeah, it's up there, and I like it's like, I like the Bills in this one. It's I'd say it's Buffalo and and probably Kansas City are one and two. Philadelphia too. Philly's Those up a there. Real tough yeah. place to play when that team's good. Wait, how, I was gonna say and then I totally stopped myself. Thankfully, I'm not gonna admit that this is a team that belongs in that conversation, but one that probably used to be Green Bay. Oh yeah, it's still tough to play in there for sure. Crowd wise. Yeah, Rogers. Team wise, though, though yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's a here's a stadium to keep an eye on that they they start to have things to root for. Cincinnati, I could see becoming a pretty good home field advantage. I don't know if the Steelers can go in there in Week One and win. I, I'm not I don't saying know. it's there yet. By the way, six and one, the Bengals at home. How about year. that? The one loss. The only loss. To this. Could have been two. You don't know how that Buffalo game goes. I kind of was leaning towards the Bengals. Winning I know that you game, say man. that, and I can't agree with you because it was. Okay, this it is was a nine minutes into the game. Though. We both could have arguments for our sides. Like, no, it, I'm saying I'm not asinine for you to say the no, Bills would win. I'm it's not, not asinine for you to say the Bills would win. I'm not saying I I would have picked the Bills. I'm just saying there's no way you could pick a team in that game. Sure, I can. I based off of what you saw in the first nine minutes. I absolutely live in hypotheticals. Not. This okay. is all our job right, is. Of course, I can. I, the Bengals were going to smoke them in that game. Are you kidding me? Uh, but let's turn our attention to the final game in the yeah. AFC slate, the Bengals and the Ravens. So much air taken out of the tires because of the Ravens' quarterback situation. Uh, I mean, Huntley's probably not going to play. Lamar's definitely not playing. It looks like it's going to be Anthony Brown versus Joe Burrow. I cannot believe that the line's still only 9.5 points. Uh, I, to be quite honest with you, if Lamar Jackson was playing, I still think the Bengals might light up this team. So do I. I, I just think this might be a bad matchup for the Ravens. So do and I. And I, I think they have been kind of suspect in their pass defense this year. Great run defense. We knew that yeah, before the Steelers game. When well, the Steelers that was the fluke. That was the exception. But they've been really susceptible to the, the air game this year, getting attacked through the air. And pretty much the worst guy you could have rolling into your stadium uh, if you're bad at it. Okay, here's here's my question. Would you rather roll in with Anthony Brown or Skylar Thompson? Just neither. Oh, I don't want either. Like, how do you pick between terrible. those? Terrible. It's just a bad I mean choice. they're both third string quarterbacks for a reason. I don't even know which one does who does what what who does what better and yeah, who does like, what who worse? Does, like you don't know just who does what well. You like, don't know anything about these guys. They can run a little bit. Both okay. of them. They can both sure, scoot. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. They're both kind of scooters. They can scoot a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's just what a what a bleh of a Sunday night game now that we're yeah. gonna get to because the, the Bengals are gonna run away with it. They're mm-hmm. they're the much better team than the Ravens. What's more interesting to me about the Ravens than this game, which I think they're just kind of a sacrificial lamb, is mm-hmm. the Lamar Jackson situation. Right. Well, and that is a mess. There's a lot of you know Baltimore sports talk radio right now speculating: Is he as hurt as he says he is, or is he kind of protecting free agency by not coming back right now? Because this has been a long stretch of him being out with not a severe season-ending injury. You know what I mean? Like, it's- So here's a question. Say that's the case. He's protecting himself. He goes into free agency. He moves teams. I think he's going to move teams. Do you think he's played his last game as a Raven? Yeah. I do too. Because 
They're not going to give him the money that he was asking that for. That Roquan last Smith year. signing is kind of the right. That's on the what Williams had said, yeah. right? They're they're they choosing their to money spend there. money elsewhere. If it's Jimmy G or Derek Carr at quarterback next year for the Ravens, they're a playoff team. Yeah, I mean they they're a playoff team now without <laughs> right. Lamar playing for part for portions of the season. I would feel better about them in this game if Jimmy G was stepping in under center. Yeah, but you, I I don't like. Here's the thing, Tom, is that Lamar fit that offense perfectly, and they really tailored it around him. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what the offense will look like now with a with a, a standard quarterback. Well, I mean, I'm sure Harbaugh still got the old Joe Flacco plays collecting yeah, right. somewhere right. in his house. However, I who's he going to throw the ball to? That's the biggest problem with the Ravens yeah. is that their weaponry is abysmal. All you really have to do is blitz the hell out of Lamar Jackson, stop the run, and they ain't going to hurt you through the air as long as Andrews doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, listen, the Ravens handled Lamar Jackson terribly. He's going to walk away. Ravens fans are going to blame Lamar. The Ravens are going to say, I can't believe Lamar wasn't committed to winning. He's 200 points. He wanted too much money. They're going to smear him when it's all the Ravens' fault. They didn't build around him. They mm-hmm. didn't offer him the contract when they should have offered him the contract. Now their franchise guy is going to leave because they screwed the pitch. However, though, I do think the team that takes a risk on signing Lamar, it won't it won't be like the greatest payout ever. For Lamar, you mean? But whatever team lands Lamar. Just because I don't know if his, is, if his type of game is sustainable. But if he does come on the market, you agree he's number one. Of yeah. Of all the Of all players, I would players, say. Players, yeah. I saw some photoshops with him in a commander's jersey. Okay. That'd be interesting. Yeah. If you're the Dolphins, I think about it, to be quite honest. With I don't you. know, because that totally negates the conversation we just had about having a quarterback that can start and then having a backup. Right, but you don't have two in this when my I get it, but you you're still having a starter in Lamar that could be injury prone and right. your backup would be Someone who's not injury prone. Well, if it's Teddy, then it's not going to be Teddy. They have to replace their okay. backup quarterback this year. I'm, there's but you a, there's the point some I'm trying to say is that Lamar. Miami would be kind of weird. Like you're replacing an injury prone quarterback with another injury prone quarterback. You know, it'd be a fun team for Lamar to go on the Giants. Him and Barkley. How about San Francisco? Okay, well that's just unfair. They can't. If David Stern needs to block that trade like he did right. Chris Ball to the Lakers, if that happens, because that's just not fair. You won't be able to. Even stop though that, that one would be. More fair, the Chris Paul with Kobe Bryant would be more fair than Lamar Jackson on a San Francisco offense. I just can't believe they're going to let him walk. I, I, I know he's injury prone, and I know he's not the greatest passer ever, but I, I don't know. I just don't think that you're going to find a better option soon than Lamar Jackson. And on top of that, I think if you just paid him and got rid- figured out this whole contract situation, he probably is back in his playing right yeah. now. He just kind of wants his guaranteed money, and which I don't think I, understand. I blame him for that at all. No, if he's not protected, and, and past especially this year, you know, especially too with the Demar Hamlin factor being in play now, like these guys deserve guaranteed money. I They're sacrificing their I lives. I can't wait until they franchise tag him this offseason. and then let him go. I think, or, and then and trade, then trade him. him. They'll yeah. trade him. Yeah, they, they're not just they could no, not no, no, let no, no, him no. just walk. They'll franchise him in order to make that trade. Yeah, it's gonna be what they really should do is franchise tag him and play him and under play the tag. him. Yeah, he ain't gonna do that. No, because so. he's not gonna take that little amount, little amount of money. Well, it's a he, lot of money. It's the top five salaries he, a quarterback. He'd still be getting combined. just that year, right? It's not he's getting a contract. Yeah, he blows out his ACL and then his long term deal is is mm-hmm. complete. He wants four or five years. That's what sure. I'm saying. He wants hundreds of millions, not just like what one what would it be like like forty million forty million dollars in one year? Which oh my gosh, that's 40 a lot. Mil- forty million dollars. Oh, I can't live off of forty million dollars. He should be making forty million plus a year for the next five years. And should have been. Already, and Baltimore kind of screwed the pooch. 
Yeah, again, Baltimore screwed the pooch big time about, you know, the wide receivers around him and all that stuff. So uh, I'm picking the Bengals in this game As to, am to I. win pretty pretty handedly, I think. And and that sets up our triple play. All three of those teams, Bengals, oh, okay. Bills, and Chiefs moving on to that divisional oh, round and a Bengals Bills matchup, which oh I am hoping and praying for. We get and I'll take Jags or Chargers versus Chiefs, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I prefer think Chargers versus I prefer Chiefs. Chargers. I definitely prefer Chargers. But I don't think I'd be upset with Jags versus Chiefs. I think it and I think it won't be close. But I prefer, which it, it puts me in that pickle because I want to see the Jaguars beat the Chargers, but I want the Chargers to play the Chiefs for what I think could be a more competitive game than the other option. All right, our triple play last week we both went two and one. How about that? So my record on the year is twenty seven, twenty three and one. Yours is twenty three, twenty seven and one. So I won the regular season by four games. But I, I kept it close at the end. And you also were the winner two weeks ago. So since we tied this week, you're still first on the tee. So you get to pick your first game. Okay. This is tough now, too, because we're only six. We're going to pick every game. Every game is going to be snatched up. Draft order is important here. Remember, you want me to go first? But also remember, you can pick the opposite of the other person. So maybe we yeah, won't right. have you can, Yeah, games. okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that's fair. All right. For my first one, I think I'm going to go with... Buffalo minus 13 and a half. I think the Bills defense can completely that. shut down the Dolphins offense, and I think Josh Allen's going to go buck wild. And I'm not worried about a backdoor cover from the, right, the Dolphins. Right. A garbage time. Yeah, it, it won't be that close. It won't be close enough for them to get that many points. All right, my first pick, I'm going to go with, oh, which one do I draft wow. first? This it's, is so t- it's really hard. Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle plus 10 as my first pick. I like that I think one. they'll keep it. I have it. Plus nine here. Are you on ESPN? I'm on ESPN. It's maybe I'm. I need to ref- refresh. Wow, it moved. All right. It moved wow, in like minutes. Right, fine, I'll take nine. It was nine technically when I picked, so I'll take plus nine for Seattle. Ooh, that makes me a little bit more nervous, but I, I think they nah. keep it within a touchdown. Ugh, I might have to go against you at one point on that one. Uh, I think my other pick is going to, or my second pick, I'm going to go with the Bengals at home, minus nine and a half. I should have picked that one first. Yeah. That was my, that was my second pick. I should have picked that I one I mean, first. it's it's a risk because I'm going 13 and a half and nine and a half, but I think these two teams, no, I, I, think I, these, like the I think these might be the two biggest mismatches top to bottom of, of the wild card weekend. I like the Bengals minus nine and a half. I think they win by 10 pretty easily. In that game, all right. So you took that one. I do not want to go opposite of you and take the Ravens. No, I'll go to. You my wouldn't th- even take them to cover. No, nine and a half. No. Nope. Okay. I'll go to my third team, making my second pick. I got the Jags plus one. And a oh, half. I'm taking the Jags at home. Took mine. I'm taking the underdog. Okay, that's I'm fair. taking the Jags. I think the Jags. I I have a feeling they could win this football game. So give me the Jags plus one and a half. <sighs> all right, for my last pick, I'm between two here. You know what, Tom? I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to like that I'm doing it. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to go against you, minus one and a half. I mean, it's such a small spread. It basically right. is a pick them there. Who do we think is going to win, right. Jags or Chargers? I th- I mean, like, I don't want to admit it. I want the Jaguars to win that game. I'll be rooting for them. But I, I, I have a feeling that Justin Herbert just will outperform everyone else in the field that day. I'm going to hold my breath, hold my nose as I make this last pick. Okay. I'm going to take gonna go the, with the Vikings. Uh, no, oh, no, you're going to go with I'm the I'm going to go with the Cowboys minus two and a half. Wow. I'm going to take them to win that game by a field goal at least. 
I know this is really sketchy, and I don't like doing it. I was it. avoiding it because I was leaning toward going Tampa plus two and a half, yeah. but I just don't know. I, 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 I really don't feel well about making a bet like this, but sometimes those are the best bets, the ones that you put in that you don't feel great about. Mm-hmm. I'm going Cowboys minus the two That's and a fair, half dude. as my final That's pick. That's totally fair. Did you miss any of our show today? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts like The Drive, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, and our show, The Steelers Standard, plus many, many more podcasts. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy Super Wildcard Weekend. New format starting next week. We're cutting down to two shows per week instead of the three, so probably about Monday, Thursday, I think, is what we're going to do. But we'll definitely talk to you on Monday. To wrap up the weekend of Super Wildcard Weekend and a little bit more preview of Bucks and Cowboys. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman, and you've been listening to the Steelers Standard.